Welcome back to week six of New Musical Monday, a series hosted by Thornhill Theater Space showcasing new and lesser-known musicals from around the world. This week, our episode showcases selections from the musical Uprising by Danny McAvoy. Not only will we be hearing selections from this new musical, I had the chance to sit down and have a chat with the creator, Danny. Danny McAvoy, thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, we're excited to have you as part of our, our series, uh, season two of New Musical Monday. Um, and I just want to chat a little bit about you and the work that you've been doing, um, uh, especially with musicals. And then we'll talk a little bit about um, what we're going to be showcasing today as well. So uh, first off, you've been uh, creating and adapting uh, your musicals for radio. Can you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I've written four musicals, all original, all full length, you know, two and a quarter hours, something like that, each of them. 20 to 25 songs in each of them and other bits of music. And I got to the beginning of last year and I said, right, now I'm going to put them on the stage, you know, one after the other, get a little touring company together and uh, set off. Um, and then, you know, it, uh, January turned into February, into March, and that was off the, off the cards. So, you know, that wasn't happening because of COVID. So I thought, well, what can I do now? And I thought, oh, me, oh my, you know, I've been working so hard for the last X number of years putting these things together. This is awful. And of course it is. But at the same time, I thought, I know, I'll make a radio production. You know, I'll make a, an audio production, which turned into a radio production. So I got some actors together online, never met any of them before, just you know, put the word out and got some of them off various websites and from people they knew and then the word went around and people started phoning me. So I had seven actors and actresses from my first musical, which is called Little Ships. And we worked together online. I sent them out, you know, the scripts and I sent them out some uh, song backing tracks and lyrics and stuff like that. And they sent me back their recordings, right. their MP3s, if they were good people or their MOB, if they weren't, or the MP4s, if they were. So I did, you know, obviously, uh, translate a few of them, but that was easy enough to do once I figured it out. So I put it all together. I put a soundtrack with it. Um, and I ended, we ended up with five episodes of Little Ships. Right. And I, then I started getting them out to radio stations and they loved them, you know, they, they really did. And uh, th those are the ones that replied, I might add. <laughs> we probably got in touch with about 120 radio stations mostly around the UK, but elsewhere as well. And um, we, or I, put it out on various places, um, in Taunton, in Devon, in England, in uh, Sidmouth, in, 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 in Devon as well. So, sorry, Taunton's in Somerset, of course. Um, in Scotland, in the Midlands, I won't name all the towns, but you know, in Yorkshire, one in Ireland, in the Republic, um, and and one in, in Canada um, took some of the songs and they, they're still being played on there at the minute. Um, and then I, I found one place called Expat Radio, which I'd never heard of before, with a view to saying, you know, would you like to put on my shows? And we, the guy there and I chatted for about an hour and we got on like a house on fire. And uh, eventually he said, do you want to show your own? on my show, you know, on my radio station. I said, well, how would that work? He said, well, you, you'll do a show every day. And I said, no, I can't do a show every day, I'm not done. So I agreed to do a show every week. So I did five shows 
lasting an hour. The, the episodes incidentally last half an hour. All this is very relevant to the one we're going to be talking about as well, by the way. Um, the first half of these, this hour is me chatting to somebody else who's written musicals, who I got via the Canadian show. Um, so I chatted with them, played some of their music, played a little bit more of my music, and then the second half of the hour was episode one, two, three, four, five of Little Ships. That, lot, that went along pretty swimmingly, you know, that was pretty cool. Then I broke my ankle and I found it all rather exhausting doing everything. So I decided to take six weeks off, which, you know, amounted to about, you know, a week and a half off, really. But I told everybody it was six weeks and I, you know, so I could take it a bit slower. Um, so we got it all done. It's out there now. It's on the website, my website. Um, and uh, so then I thought, oh, I'm going to do the next one. You know, so we do Uprising. And we did it in much the same way, except this time we did it as a video. So instead of doing audio tracks for me, we're doing video tracks, video recordings for me. And I turned them into audio recordings. So, you know, an, an MP4 easily converts into an MP3, etc. So I just, uh, in the last week or so, published the audio version of Uprising. That's the show we're going to feature. Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Uprising, but... Um you're talking about doing this this audio production of your musicals you're getting casts from everywhere how uh or what kind of feedback have these casts been giving you uh, what have they been saying have they been you know about about this kind of new new aspect or sphere of theater that you've kind of went into how how, how do they find it i mean there's some perhaps obvious things like you know they really like the stuff they like the songs they like the storylines they say that you know, when I released Uprising to them, because some of them were the same actors, they, you know, the other one said, oh, this is another great you know, storyline by Danny, because they're all original stories as well. You know, There's no Romeo and Juliet here. You know? <laughs> uh, lovely story, though, that is. Um, that, I got that. I, got, um, um, I added in some songs once I got to know the actors and I could get a feel for the whole piece in both cases. And, um, you know, build songs around the voices as much as around the story. Um, and the guys I gave those songs to were pretty pleased about getting them. They thought they were great songs for them, which they should be, they were written for them. Um, other kind of feedback, which was very interesting for the first time around, bear in mind this was during the first lockdown in the UK. A number of them said it was great to have something to do that their work had dried up. So they were, you know, A, grateful for the work and the money, um, and B, that they, one of the guys, or two of the guys actually, but one of them said it very strongly. He said that um, his character was very determined, and very forthright, and, um, you know, set out on this difficult adventure to save his daddy. And he was, went through some difficult stuff, but he won through in the end, and and the actor said that inspired him to get through, you know, the lockdown, which I thought was magnificent, you know. Well, then, um, so while we're we're kind of on that, um, and you know, you saying that being able to do this for some of the actors was was helpful for them in this dark time. What kind of feedback Absolutely. were you getting from the? What what sort of feedback were you getting from the radio stations that you have uh, your your stuff on and? 
like um, how many number of listeners and audience reaction? Have you heard anything about yeah. you know, what audiences have been listening to and how they have reacted to it? Well, the um, the, the, the sort of local radio stations like um, um, Taunton and uh, Sidmouth and what have you, they, they, it's quite interesting because they said they have listeners all over the place because people go on holiday and then they listen to the local radio and they go on listening to it and they go away again. So that was, that was an interesting thing. Um, they said they had good audiences, but the specific numbers I got were that, uh, there's two that stand out for me. One is that, um, Expat Radio has 90,000 listeners worldwide in 100 countries. I thought that's kind of nice. It's not big proportions of those populations, mind you, but it's a lot of people. And they're probably all expats, I should think, in one form or another, and their partners, you know. So that's quite good. And they said they had very high listener rates to the particular shows. Okay, so um, let's go ahead. Uh, this this the project that we're going to go ahead and showcase um, during this episode, uh, it's called Uprising. Uh, can you go ahead and let us know yeah. uh, just a little bit about the story and, and what, uh, what the viewers need to know they're going to be seeing uh, in, in the video. So yeah, let us know. Uh, firstly, can I say it felt really good hearing you say that what they're going to see in the video. That sounds really good. <laughs> right. Well, what they're going to see is, is a lot of talking heads. But in addition to that, they're going to see some original artwork, which um, I had a, a, a graphic artist make some original drawings of, uh, uh, to announce and describe each scene. Uh, he's a guy based in Australia, which is, you know, the wonders of the internet. Find him there, he does them, he sends them over. Uh, so that's quite sweet. Um, the guy that's actually making the video is in Cairo, in Egypt. And uh, he's doing a grand job because he can do lots of things with split screens. And of course, when you have people having conversations, you can't have them just one head after another. You have them doing stuff on the screen. And he does, does that really well. Um, the story is the story of the 1549 peasants uprising in Norfolk, in England. And it centers around a man called Robert Kett. Now, Robert Kett was a 57-year-old man you'd probably call up a middle class nowadays didn't have those sort of definitions then but he was a, a wealthy yeoman farmer he had, he had a farm he, he, he managed land for a number of lords and earls he had um, a leather works which was significant in those days and he had other property that he let and so forth and he was very happy and one day there was there was what they called commotion going on in England at the time because the barons were enclosing the common land which had been used for, for, for generations for everybody to use, including poor farmer people, you know, people without farms, but just people that had a few few animals that they used to graze on that land and that would keep them alive. Well they enclosed it because sheep had suddenly become really worth having and they were making a lot of money out of sheep so they wanted to get away from farming and get onto sheep and so forth so in various counties around england there were uprisings or camps uh, where people would congregate and protest and the biggest one was in norfolk which grew to about sixteen thousand people at its height and it was 
Count outside of Norwich, which was the second largest town in England at the time, it had 12,000 people. <laughs> and so, you know, the army of Robert Kett, as it were, was, was outside. Well, these, these guys, when Robert Kett sort of challenged them about what they were doing one day, they explained their situation and he helped them to go to his farms and take away his hedges and fences and fill in his ditches where he had enclosed land because he felt so strongly. And they asked him to lead them and he agreed to do so. And this, the thing that drew, drew me to that story was that he, he, he organized his camp on a very democratic basis and a very fair basis. And I think this echoes into the future from 1549 as a form of democracy. But they may not have used that word then, but that's what they were doing. It didn't last very long. They did defeat one royal army, but it wasn't very big. And they were narrowly beaten by another one, which was the same, about the same size as them. I won't tell you how it all ends, but uh, you know, nobody's going to want to watch it. But um, it's, I'd say a few more things about it, if I may. If you read the history of this, you'll, you'll, you'll read the history of a lot of men. You know, men wrote the history and it was all about men. The only thing I could find out about the women of that period, of that place and time, was that Robert Kett's wife was called Alice. So I've developed the character Alice to play a prominent part in my story. I also decided to um, take a leaf out of Boudicca's book, and I've invented people called bow maidens. And these are women of the shire, or women of the parish, who like all the men, decide to practice the bow, the longbow every day. And uh, a dozen or so of them get involved as well. So I've got a, a lady called Jane Fisher who's the head of them, and she, she's engaged in quite a lot of it. And there's also a, an African lady who's one of these bow maids, because at that time in England, and most times in England, there were, there were black people around, you know? And from Africa, from various other places too. So I decided to include this, although again, there's no reference to any of this in anything I read about Robert Kett. With that being said, and I know this firsthand, but I want to hear from you, there is clearly a mountain of work involved in doing a project like this. Um, you, can't really it's, it's, you can't really even compare it to what the process would be if we were doing it normally with like workshopping and and getting it in a theater it's a, it's a completely different ball game now so there is a lot of work in creating these what drives you to push through and do all of this hard work i think it's what i said a moment ago it's about leaving a legacy you know leaving something behind when i'm gone that's more than me more than i was and could be more than other people are for them you know because they because it resonates with them and they can identify with it and what have you, whatever they take away with it, you know. Because I, I think I, as a storyteller, I, I don't want to just tell a good yarn. I want people to say, hmm, I can see that. I, you know, what would I do in that situation? You know, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, I'll try that sort of thing. So, so it's a lot of work. It's, it's very rewarding when you've done it. Uh, you know, when you finish doing something as complex as that, it's a really big ah. Uh, and it's, it's um, I have to say that you get to a point where you think, oh my God, I'm glad I've done this. You never say, I never say, I'll never do it again because I'm going to do another one in the autumn anyway, so I will do it again.
yeah, you know, at least twice more to get the other two that way. And I, I'm thinking, incidentally, of taking little shifts again and doing a video of it. Now I've done that. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic learning process as well. I have to say that I, I've learned more about how to do that, to be using computers and this, that, and the other, and editing in, in, in Cubase, which is what I use, um, than I ever knew before, because I had to. Yeah, of course. And um, I just, I'm kind of uh, anxious to know from you, as we kind of wrap up this this little chat, what what can we expect in the future? We know we're going to see a video of Uprising coming soon. Are you planning to write anything else? Do you have any plans or spaces that want to do any of your musicals? What, what what's looking? What's the future looking like for you and your work? I want to get them on the stage. I haven't pursued that as yet. I was about to eighteen months ago. You know, um, I do want to write some more. Ten years ago, I set out to write six, write six of them, and I've written four. Um, so I've got another one. I've got another two to do. Um, I might do a, a video of little ships, as I mentioned. Um, I might just look forward to maybe later in this year when it's possible to get out on stages, you know, on the stage, and, and just go straight for that. Absolutely. Well, Danny, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Um, it's been great to kind of hear uh, a little bit more into to the, the fun, different um, way of doing theater that you're doing through audio and radio. Um, I think it's great. I think it's a, an amazing way to get it out there. And um, we're so excited to be able to showcase a bit of um, the musical uprising here. So uh, again, Danny, thank yeah. you so much. And to all of our viewers, uh, go ahead and enjoy some selections from uh, the musical uprising by Danny McAvoy. Summer is come, the leaves fill the trees, rabbits to run with birds and the bees, and all the lads and lasses to sing. Summer is come from wonderful spring. Busy our church with weddings ado, babies are born to you and to you. Happiness reigns oh our pleasant land. Everyone smiles when God takes a hand We're happy and dancing our troubles away Summer is come and rabbits to run With Jenny and Jimmy and Joseph and Jan Summer is come and rabbits to run With William and Wendy and Robert and Rosie The summer is come and the rabbits to run Children run to and splash in the stream Fathers and wives content in the dream Happiest days that I've ever seen Sunny our land, the blue and the green We're happy and dancing our troubles away Summer is come and rabbits to run With Jenny and Jimmy and Joseph and Jack 
Summer is come and rabbits to run With William and Wendy and Robert and Rosie The summer is come and the rabbits to run And so, as in every year since his martyrdom, we come together once more to think on Thomas Beckett, the soul and saint of our parish. Though our late king forbade it, we again hold true to our pledge to honour our saint's life and name. For reason's sake, why, while commotion persists at Attleborough, do we celebrate? For the sake of common good, should we not instead look to the trouble here about? Let us honour our saint, William, and enjoy our kinfolk and friends on this suspicious and joyful day. Be it so, William. Save your thoughts. Those matters are for another time. I for one doth contemplate the coming days with trepidation and concern. Good morrow to Jane. I'll be you and your daughters. And how are you on this day, Edith? We are all well, Robert, and as vexed as you all about the unease in the land. I am most well now, Mr. Kett, having shaken off the fever that kept me abed these last weeks. The people are great aggrieved. There is a much unrest hereabouts. And abroad throughout all England, as we have heard these past few years. I am sure that all here are mindful of what you and others speak, William. Our festival is set as is our way to honour St. Thomas Beckett. And in our name, we will give respect and love to him and his holy martyrdom. You and I will thence to Attleborough this coming Monday to discover at first hand of what we have heard tell these past days. This sits well with me, brother. I'll gladly go with thee. Together, we'll understand better the truth. And uh, upon your return, we will hear about what you've found, the condition that whence you have seen. Aye, John. We will. And then to decide in what we will. It is agreed then. Now, let us turn to the playing of the play. The story of St. Thomas Beckett and how he stood fast in his course and announced to all his sweet beliefs, even when the hard wrath of a king sought to silence him and nay say his oath. Sweet is the life we live in the sun. Joy is the dance when working is done. And on this day we pray to our saint Thanks be to God and Thomas the Sun We're happy and dancing our troubles away Summer is come and rabbits to run With Jenny and Jimmy and Joseph and Jan Summer is come and rabbits to run With William and Wendy and Robert and Rosie The summer do come and up me lads on again into the fray time for all good men to stand side by side Blood and sweat, heart and soul to where the foe doth gather We were victorious, we'll be again Winning is glorious, all in God's name Time for all good men to stand side by side Godgill and sword and our arrow and gun We'll send them running with help from our Lord 
Trust in our hearts and with God in our soul to guide us. We are invincible, cannot be beat. Think just of victory, not of defeat. Time for all good men to stand side by side. We must have common land to survive, to live, love and be happy. We can no longer stand by and watch while they take everything. Marching on battle pulls us to our fate. Onward and upward put everything right. If I survive, I will promise to God, sweet Jesus, to live an honest life free from all sin. If I come through this, then I will begin. Time for all good men to stand side by side. We must have common land to survive, to live, love and be happy. We can no longer stand by and watch while they take everything. Are we lads on again into the fray? Time for all good men to stand side by side. Blood and sweat, heart and soul to where the foe doth gather. We were victorious, we'll be again. Winning is glorious, all in God's name. Time for all good men to stand side by side. Our children. How fare they? They are well, husband. Though they worry for you as you would expect. Tell them... Tell them that I'm at peace. Within myself and with God. In my time here, I've contemplated the journey that led me to this place. To this time, and... My conscience is clear of all concern and dilemma. I willingly chose my course, and it was worthy and good. I wish only that the outcome had been different. We are all very proud of you, Robert. I am very proud of you, my love. At first I worried that the task you took up could lead only to grief and despair. But as so many people came to your side, so many poor people with little hope, who saw in you a leader and captain, I knew that a higher voice called to you. I could but walk beside you, and with pride, wherever the venture led. And what of William? How fares my brother? William, dear William, walked with you, my husband, and will now this day in Wyndham, walk with you to the end of the road. We must give thought for your future, Alice. Our land and businesses will be at risk and maybe forfeit with my fall from worldly grace. Where possible, we should pass such holdings into the care of others in our family, to be managed for you and our children until better times allow for, for more open management. It is true that some of our larger possessions have been confiscated, but we have ensured that most will stay safe within our wider family. 
We will not be reduced to poverty, my love, and we will have all we need. That is good, Alice. Thanks be to God. And the folk around both those who marched with you and many others have shown us great kindness. Even some from Kent, Devon and other counties have called to meet with us and offer us their support and help. You have stirred the hearts of many men, my dear husband. Our time runs short, my dearest wife. It is time for us to part in this life, but be most assured that I will be there to greet you in the next. My dear wife. Dear Alice. Come. Time to kiss goodbye, my love. Oh, Robert. Dear husband. My friend. My love. Thank you for coming. I wanted to tell you that my greatest happiness has come through you. From the day I first saw you, my life has been filled with joy and my heart filled with love just for you that will never end. Now the sky begins to cloud Most assuredly I say There could be no better love To be with me here this day Husband, now I must say to you is no better man and my love still burns very brightly as when we were young now the sky begins to cloud most assuredly i say there could be no better love to be with me here this day Aside and not see 
When people reach out for my help Can I tolerate their reduced circumstance When my conscience both urge me to act The grievance they hold speaks of truth The action they take true and just To bring back the balance for all to enjoy With the great chain of being restored What to do? Hear me, I will follow my heart And let my beliefs be my guide This path that we take is a mountain we climb Although now they believe it a hell Much hardship and challenge will come Will we have the strength to prevail? Will we get the answers we seek? Or will fate strike us down to the ground for our sins? Upon my heart I will rely Convinced of the righteousness of this just cause I will hold to my word come what may May history finally judge My actions this day and I say With love for his people our king will decide To be token our cause with his name The great chain of being restored the people return to the land The rights of the barons, their responsibilities balanced As always have been I say to you, this is my dream And all that will follow is love For all men, no matter what station they hold May they happily live out their lives This is my hope for all people, for my family, and for my sweet Thank you for joining us for our showcase of selections from Uprising. Head on over to our Spotify to listen to the whole interview. We want to give a shout out to all our listeners for their support during our second season. We will be taking a break from the series as we host our second virtual Fringe Festival. So join us for the whole month of August as we present virtual theater from artists from around the globe on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and Spotify. 